Reporting to Indianapolis Colts camp at Grand Park. There are questions to be asked about the Colts, their readiness to compete for an AFC South title, maybe a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan is not among those questions. I will tell you why. Pacers. Kind of bad news. If you were looking forward to DeAndre Ayton playing center for the Pacers, not going to happen. The Suns matched their giant offer four years, $133 million. So what does that mean for the Pacers? What does that mean for the Suns? What's it mean for the NBA as Kevin Durant is still trying to figure out a way out of Brooklyn? We'll talk about that. Four guys waived by the Pacers in order to make room for the money that DeAndre Ayton would have counted against the cap. Those guys uh, without a job currently, that's the way it goes. That's life in the NBA, right? Tiger Woods not going to make the cut. At, at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. He's very disappointed by that. He did something really, really interesting today. We'll talk about that, too. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, July 15th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is a genius for taking your plumbing problem and enacting a plumbing solution to make that plumbing problem all of a sudden an asset. How about that? Give them a call, 765-610-8809. The number, smash that subscribe button, push like. We want 182 likes today, so hit the like button. And if you want to donate, you want to ask a question, hey, you know what? Ask your question, you donate, I get a special graphic. Makes it very easy for me to identify and then address your question. Let's talk about sports shall we, on this beautiful Friday in central Indiana. Doobie Brothers, outstanding last night. What a good, tight band they are still. These guys are older than dirt, but they still play their asses off tonight. Speaking older than dirt, Rod Stewart out at Ruoff, <clears throat> along with Cheap Trick, uh, Waukegan or Rockford, Illinois' very own. All right. The biggest questions for the Indianapolis Colts heading into this 2022 season, number one is health. I, we want to see these guys be healthy, and that starts with Darius Leonard. Darius, we know about the ankle problem. He had back surgery. Hopefully the back surgery alleviates some of the ankle issue. We'll find out. They're not going to rush him back. They didn't last year. Darius Leonard, throughout a good portion of camp, if not the entirety of camp, was in a golf cart and, and walking around a little bit. But you know what? They kind of babied him through camp last year, and he still put up a great season. Didn't baby him, but you know what I mean. They got him ready. They care that he's ready on September 11th. He doesn't need to be ready to play in a regular season game on August 15th because there is no game on August 15th. So hopefully Darius Leonard ready to go by the opener. I think we can trust that Darius, with a, a very short preseason, is going to be able to compete at a really high level for the for the Colts. 12 turnovers created. That's a hell of a big number. We'll see if he can do that again. Uh, Julian Blackman coming off that Achilles. He is crucial to the success of this defense. you got to have a good, really good free safety on the back end of Gus Bradley's system. Julian Blackman, when healthy, can be that guy, but he's coming off that Achilles tear and the repair for the Achilles. He looked really good in minicamp, but that's non-contact. We don't know what he's going to look like, uh, but what an attitude Julian Blackman had. Uh, spectacular. Said as soon as he knew his Achilles was torn, he was like, thank you, God. 
Thanks for putting this adversity in front of me. We'll, uh, I'm going to meet it, and off we go. It's just a great attitude about stuff. Taekwon Lewis coming off the torn ACL. How productive is he going to be? Seemed to be like right where you wanted Taekwon Lewis to be last year. He picks that ball off. He's returning it. Boink! Down goes Lewis. Down goes Lewis. The knee snapped under the pressure of his success. We hope that doesn't uh, recur. Quentin Nelson, I'm always worried about Quentin Nelson because he's got the back. Backs for a guy that big and a guy with that big a back. That's, you know what, backs are funky, man. And, and hopefully rolling into his fifth season, Quentin Nelson able to go and be as good as he can be. Last year, kind of a down year because of the injuries. Hopefully he's back and uh, ready to earn what I'm guessing is going to be the result of a contract extension signed just before camp begins. That's what I look forward to. Uh, Stephon Gilmore has got to maintain health. Let's face it, that cornerback crew for the Colts is very, very thin. You got Gilmore and Moore, both those guys Pro Bowl capable, right? Isaiah Rogers, I think, is going to be terrific. Uh, Brandon Faison, I I like Rodgers over face, and, and I don't think it's really close. Rodgers has got the speed necessary to cover his mistakes. He makes mistakes, but I think that he's going to figure it out, and he's going to get better as the year goes on. And Isaiah Rodgers is going to show himself to be not a lockdown corner, but a corner who can be trusted for the Colts. That's the hope, right? Um, and that's really about it at this point from an injury perspective for the Colts, and that's not bad. I mean, they're in pretty good shape right now in terms of health. Hopefully that continues. I want to see the tight end position. I want to see the two guys, the two rookies. I want to see Ogletree and Woods, not necessarily in that order. Both of them 6'7". Are they going to be able to figure things out at a high enough level to be able to get on the field and be productive as rookies? I think with Woods, that's a need. With Ogletree, it would be a gift, Right. You need Woods. You've got to have Mo Ali Cox, and you've got to have Woods. And, and Woods has got to kind of up his game in terms of blocking. He's a good receiving tight end. We saw that last year, his final year as a college player at Virginia. Had a nice year at Virginia, and that's why he was drafted 73rd overall by the Colts. You, you've got Ali Cox. You've got Granson. We'll see exactly how those guys fit together to give the Colts in the aggregate at the tight end position, maybe what the Falcons had in Kyle Pitts in Matt Ryan's final season in Atlanta. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Is Alec Pierce ready for the workload in the NFL, right? Playing at Cincinnati is one thing. Playing in the NFL is an entirely different thing. Is Alec Pierce going to be ready to kind of take that jump up in class and be, because look, you talk about depth problems, there is no depth at wide receiver. You got Pittman, Pierce, and Paris. And that's really about it. If those three guys stay healthy, you feel good. That's another thing that we want to watch for. Has anybody kind of taken a step up in class among Des Patman and Mike Strawn and Kiki Kute and Ashton Doolin? Have any of these guys done what's necessary to get on the field and be productive as a wide receiver should any of those other three go down. We know the likelihood of Paris Campbell getting injured. Hopefully that's behind him. Love to see him put all of that bad luck, that's what they say it is, behind him. To me, 
Injuries beget injuries. That's how injuries work. If you injure this, then that becomes weak, and then that becomes injured, and then this becomes weak, and then it becomes injured, and it's, it's kind of a cascading series of dominoes falling that wind up taking guys out of the league eventually. Nobody goes out on their own, right? Not even Tom Brady. Uh, Matt Ryan is not a question for this offense or this team. Matt Ryan is going to be fine. In minicamp, we saw, look, one thing you can look at in minicamp that is applicable to regular season performance, and that's velocity, that's spin rate, that's all of that stuff. And Matt Ryan is still spinning it. He can still throw it with zip. I, I got no problem with Matt Ryan being the guy. Did you know this about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan has been the quarterback eight seasons for the Falcons, either a 500 or better record, six seasons a losing record. In five of those losing seasons, he was sacked 40 or more times. He's only been sacked 40 or more times, five times. If you protect Matt Ryan, you are going to win football games. I don't care if he's 27, 37, or 47. If you protect him, he's going to win for you. So that leads us to the left tackle position. Is Matt Pryor going to be adequate at keeping guys like his opposite number in camp as they work against each other, a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, is he going to be able to keep a, a Leo or or right defensive end from getting to uh, to Matt Ryan? If you keep Matt Ryan clean, like I said, the Colts win. He is a master of the play-action pass. With Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, it is really, really likely that that becomes a hell of a weapon for Matt Ryan and this offense. And the last thing... I want to see how Gus Bradley's defense makes this look different. Like, nobody wanted to see another year of the Matt Eberflus defense, right? The bend, don't break. And, and bend, kind of like a really bad, a very flexible zone defense with, with Matt Eberflus. Gus Bradley is a little bit similar, but much more multiple in his coverages. And the pressure, the defensive front is designed to create a one-on-one -on -one matchup, and give Yannick Ngakwe a clear path to the opposing quarterback. Are the Colts going to be able to go out and get a bunch of sacks? If you can, you win. If you don't, it, it all comes down to pressure. That's the whole deal. It all comes down to pressure. If you pressure the opposing quarterback, you got a hell of a chance to win. If you keep your quarterback clean, you got a hell of a chance to win. That's football. All right, the Pacers. DeAndre Ayton, they, they uh, made him the offer yesterday. Ayton, that offer was matched by the Phoenix Suns, so he's not coming to the Pacers. Did you know the Pacers have never had a number one overall draft pick play for them? Had a bunch of number twos, right? But never a number one. And DeAndre Ayton, a number one who is in ascendance, not coming to uh, to the Pacers. The Suns had no interest in making a sign-and-trade deal, so the Pacers went ahead and made the qualifying offer, and the Suns matched it, and so the Pacers are kind of back where they started. They did make some roster moves in order to free up the money to be able to make that offer, so they waived Dwayne Washington. They waived uh, Juwan Morgan and two other guys, uh, Nick Skouskis, who... Like the, the Pacers continue to uh, accept 
as bounty in a trade and then turning, turning him loose. That's the second time it's happened. He's been a pacer twice contractually and has never played a game as a pacer three times. I wonder if anybody's ever done that three times. Nick Skouskis, well on his way. He's got two of those boxes checked. We'll see if, if it happens a third time for the Michigan graduate. What a shooter. What a player, right? Really, really good college player. Still kind of figuring it out in, in the NBA. The Pacers, they got work to do. We know that. This offer, I, I like it. You know what? It, when was the last time the Pacers were relevant, right, nationally? When was the last time they did anything where nationally people pointed and said, hey, they're doing something. It's been a while. I don't care about the trade. You knew the trade with Malcolm Brogdon was coming. You know the trade with Miles Turner is coming one way or another. Either before You know that Miles Turner is not a part of the recipe for success here in Indianapolis. And if he's not traded, what the hell is Kevin Pritchard doing? Right? We'll see what happens with Miles Turner and what kind of bounty they get in return for him. One other thing about the Colts. What role? Like, are we going to see John Fox? What's John Fox doing? I think it's interesting that John Fox was brought on board, kind of a Brian Windhorst. What were the Colts thinking hiring John Fox? Interesting. Um, <clears throat> Pacers Wizards tonight, by the way, at 9 o'clock in Vegas. Thank you, the Don uh, 534, picking the Colts defense for fantasy. Hmm. Kind of interesting. They're going to get sacks. They have gotten turnovers. They are really not likely to get as many turnovers as they did last year. We'll see. Think the Pacers dodged a bullet? Maybe. That's a lot of money. A lot of money for DeAndre Ayton, to be honest. Um, Tiger, he finished at the Open not long ago. That's head to wait. Watch Tiger. And uh, Tiger finishes at 9 over. Had a very, very makeable birdie putt at 18. About 4 feet that he, he lipped out. Tiger breezed across the bridge at 18, right? We remember Nicholas kind of going to the bridge and waving to everybody and getting pictures taken because he knew it was his last competitive round. That was in 2005. Tiger did not pause on the bridge. Tiger kept on trucking. Walked to the ground. <laughs> Hit his second shot and missed the putt. Going to play in more British Opens, but he might not be competitive by the time it rolls back to St. Andrews. He'll be 51 five years from now. So uh, kind of a goodbye to competitive British Open golf at St. Andrews for Tiger Woods. He's disappointed. We're disappointed. It's a lot more fun watching golf over the weekend when Tiger Woods is playing. Greatness. You know what? I think that greatness is so interesting, and that's why we watch sports, right? We want to watch great guys and girls. Tiger Woods is unquestionably great. Part of being great is not knowing when the impossible is actually impossible. They became great by doing the impossible again and again and again. And that brain, that great brain, is really reluctant to accept that all of a sudden uh, mortality has set in. I go back to Jack Nicholas in the, the Masters, what was that, um, 98. He finished sixth at the age of 58. 58-year-old man finishing sixth at Augusta. That was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. All right, the 86 Masters, 
that was one thing. Tom Watson almost winning the Open Championship at the age of 59 should have won. Lost in a playoff. Bad luck. Hit a spot on the green where his uh, nine iron just carom. Right? Shouldn't have. It should have stopped. He should have uh, three-putted at worst and won the championship anyway. That uh, 90, 98 Masters by Jack Nicklaus was just incredible. Let's celebrate some birthdays. The great Cliff Saunders celebrating a birthday today. The great Scotty Johnston celebrating a birthday today. Uh, the great Kevin Finch, happy birthday. Lenny Davis, happy birthday. Dave Christie, Justin Hendricks celebrating a birthday. Tom John William Williams, Jimmy LaFakis, happy birthday. Roland Teresa, happy birthday. Gary Jarrett, happy uh, birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and Oh, you're welcome, Elliot. Uh, thanks for all you do. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. Met a man wearing an IU shirt this morning. Your name came up. He's a regular listener. There it is. We're, uh, we're bi-coastal. That's what we are. Um, celebrate others. Make others uh, with them, right? Make the day better for somebody else. That you can do. You can't always make the day great for you, but you can always make the day great for somebody else. So do that. We'll talk to you Monday or when news happens. This is a station where news always comes first. Bulletins at once.